Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, if you sell stuff online, you know how busy 2020 was. Everybody and their dog was shopping online. Well, get ready for 2021. It's going to be even bigger. That's why online sellers like you need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. Ship with any carrier using their deeply discounted rates. Automate just about any shipping task. With ShipStation, you'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business. That's why ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. That's what you got to do. I don't care if you're on Amazon, you're on Etsy, you're on eBay, you're just selling your Spikes Car Radio hats, it doesn't matter. I use ShipStation to get them out the door, and now you can too. So go to ShipStation.com. You're going to use my code Spike911. You're going to get two months free. That's a 60-day free trial using Spike911 at ShipStation.com. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Spike911. Two free months. That's my gift to you. We're all going to make ship happen this year. Now... Let's start the show. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are, Spike's Car Radio, first podcast of the uh, new year. How are you guys? I'm, uh, I'm here in uh, Baldwin Hills with Zuckerman, his fresh bat from Mexico. Our friend Magnus Walker is with us. Woohoo! Um, Feliz Año Nuevo. We've got a good show for you today. Um, we wish you well, Zuckerman. Uh, let's start with you because uh, I don't know if you heard. You don't listen to the podcast. We were talking about that you were probably in Mexico uh, uh, kidnapping Americans and putting them in holes and trying to extract money out of them. What did you drive down there? Is my real question for you? Okay. And that's always the same thing, pretty much yes. the 2003 M5, the E39 that Magnus took out recently. Wow. And why is that always the car for Mexico? Because because it's the perfect freeway crusher. It's got four doors. It's got a nice, capacious trunk. Capacious. It's got a, yes, like my trousers after Mexico. And I've got, and, and it just has the grunt. And it's sufficiently at this point under the radar that it's not really noticed. People don't really get it. When you go to Mexico and you think of this deadly pandemic, most people would not go, hey, I want to go to Mexico for the deadly pandemic safer where i was safer why why do you say that first of all on the beach where (laughs) i have have any sort of hospital support where you are yeah but listen on the beach where i am yeah okay it is sparsely populated okay my families have several my family has several houses down there yes and everybody's been quarantining there many of my relatives have been down there quarantining my nieces my nephews their children my my daughter's been down there a lot and and so they're not coming into contact with anybody somebody typically goes to the market once a week and then there's a, a rotating dinner i'm not going to the bus do they get, station do they get in tested tijuana down there? are they getting tested are they how, how do you keep track of something like that before, everything you're saying is the type of thing you say before everybody gets covid-19 
there's a difference. There's no contact, but once a week they go to the market. There's a difference. I'm just saying, like, how do you... Once a week to the market is not bad. First of all, there are protocols that are established by my niece and nephew. One of them is an engineer. The other one's a doctor. What are the protocols from the niece and the nephew? Okay, first of all, before okay. you go down there, yes. you have to test. Okay. After you get down there, you have to isolate. Then you have to test Did you isolate again. down there? Yes. For how I, long? Okay, I isolated, I stayed away from particularly the elderly for several days. And I have the little pin, pin, but I tested beforehand, my dear friend. Now, you want to laugh and (laughs) poo-poo. So far, nobody down there's got it, motherfucker, so you can poo-poo all you want. I'm just saying, I hope you're being careful. Because I, I have not heard a two-day isolation You're going to cars and coffee. You're the one that's the bigger risk taker than I am. Well, I don't worry about outside. I don't worry about the really? outside. No, not really. At all. When Tony, no mask, Tony comes up and and blasts your no mask, no mask, no mask. Yes, you know who no mask Tony is? He's <laughs> friends with Johnny Rotten, right? I mean, come on, you can't have a conversation without Tony without talking about Johnny. What do you Rotten. think about no mask Tony's no mask? It's his style, you know. He's so good looking, you know. Why cover that face up with a mask? To not kill people? <laughs> hey, he's friends with Johnny Rotten. How bad can it be? I just hey. want to know if you were wearing speedos down in Mexico on the beach. I will tell you, I did go into the ocean one time. I did not wear speedos, but I went in my underwears. Oh, okay, my underwears. <laughs> my underwears because it was the it was the right time. It was January first, and it was surprisingly warm in the air. And I walked down to the beach, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to do You're it. Going I am in. going to baptize and bless myself, wash away one one millionth of my sins." Whoa. And I jumped in, and it was so cold. Sounds you, like you were Wim Hofing to me, like a cold could, plunge. You could not even feel the water. That's how cold it was. There was no, it just was nothing. Tingling. That's how cold. It was just such a shock. It was so overwhelmingly cold yes. that you couldn't feel it. That is fascinating. How long were you in for? Hold on, guys. Not very much. Not really. Okay, go back Let's to Let's do an show. ad. Yeah, well, I might as well. I mean, I mean, tingling ocean water is a fascinating it's subject exciting. that I'd like exciting to stay stuff. on. But uh, let's talk about Happy New Year's from our friends at Manscaped. Best in men's below-the-waist grooming offers Precision Magnus. You could use some of this stuff. Precision oh, engineered yeah. tools for your family jewels. And it's here. Do you do any manscaping? Do you keep your balls clean? You know, Hannah's very good at that type of activity, so. <laughs> now, Hannah, your girlfriend, Hannah Elliott. Yeah, Hannah yes. Elliott is very good at keeping me groomed, whether it's my you, fingernails. Seriously, or... you make, you gro- she grooms you. Hannah keeps me looking good in all places, so yeah, I'm all about it. So, wait. I, seriously, and I, we can, uh, Will, we can stop the Manscaped ad for a second because we're into an interesting subject already. You mean she asks you to keep yourself groomed or she's doing the grooming of you? Oh, no, no, no. She, you know, it's a conversation. There's always a conversation, whether it's the fingernails, the mustache, the yes. toenails. Right. She brings it know. to your attention. She does yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. she's not down, you know, clipping and trimming. Uh, she, no, she, down below, no, that's wild, that's organic, you know, the beard is trimmed, <laughs> the flavor saver is trimmed, but, uh, you know, down below, you know, I'm the I'm getting speedo a, line, mixed signals right now, I'm getting mixed organic. signals. There's no mixed signals, this is how it is, it's organic Well, do you need below. some new tools, because Manscaped is here to help you, Magnus. No, I mean, my New Year's resolution <laughs> is trying to get rid of split ends on my beard, actually, that, that is my and New Year's resolution, <laughs> split ends You're on the perfect beard. perfect for I don't Manscaped, think... you could be the Manscaped 2021 Yeah, you really could child. be their poster could child. Be, the before, could the be. Ad, before and after. Because you know, Zuckerman, who is a very astute uh, observer of human nature, has observed everything that's just happened to you. Yes, yes, he's good at that. What? 
some little. What do you make of what they just said? Because there's a little truth in there, and there's some obfuscation going I, on I, too. Yes, I don't think Magnus wants to admit that Hannah would trim his would trim oh, his no, no, bottom no. whiskers if she uh, and probably not and would and would be happy to. No, no, no. I no. mean, have you not trimmed the whiskers of your significant other ever in no. history? No. Never? Why would I do that, you pervert? Because you need help. Sometimes people need help to get to the, the, the crevices in different places. The cracks and crevices. I have I certainly done that. What are you, what are you saying? Not for, for, for a girl. Sure. You're talking like bung whis- whiskers on, your, on a female that you were married to? I did to? not say that. <laughs> okay, I did not just... say it was my wife. But I said, <laughs> like, like monkeys, we're all primitive monkeys. We tend to groom each other and help each other. I have seen Hannah grooming Magnus <laughs> all the time. She picks at him like a little nitpicker. She picks at his beard. And, and but that's not beard. grooming. That's just any you know, spouse saying, hey, can you clean yourself up a little bit? Okay, when, when I, I thought what he was saying was she's down there with the shears the cutting shears no i mean there's no scalpel and shears you know i mean it's a long long story but everything down here is organic i mean you know. what does so that you mean just let what is the organic organic mean? means that he's as it's hairy as he could be ungroomed <laughs> ungroomed down below i don't that's even want to do lot. the ad this is way better than the manscaping yeah. ad well, Bills well and windows, okay, that's so you, you really say. are perfect for no. this Product manscaped, yes. and um, could we uh, have you ever? Should, can have we you get you ever some stuff? groomed down there? Like, Personally, have I ever groomed on the front? No, I never groomed down there. I just like it the way it is. And <laughs> Hannah's got in and trimmed other areas, but you know, <laughs> other areas. Okay, what if manscaped? This is would, a preservation what, thing. This yes. is why he likes <laughs> preservation Porsches. What if, he likes them exactly the way they came. What out if of manscaped the was to offer you yes. a significant amount of money to undergo? Their treatment? Would you do it? No, no, no. I mean, it's not a treatment. They have tools that will help you. Hannah and I have had fun with waxing before. You know, (laughs) here's the story. I let Hannah wax my butt one time, and it felt great for a couple of days until the stubble came back, and then then the stubble leads to ingrowing hairs. And then Hannah loves picking around and prodding around. And ingrowing hairs on your butt when you're getting pimples. These are not fun things. This is great. This is this is when they grow back in in that region. It's it's like little pig bristles coming in kind of yeah uh, so you gotta you gotta go through that process so i would not advise any dude to do that process with wax no matter how fun it may seem at the time later on you know when it's growing through at the time at the time at the time in the moment well magnus you need to go to manscape.com then and enter my (laughs) promo code spike 911 or have hannah do it and you're gonna get 20 percent off the uh, manscape stuff which (laughs) i use and i love you get ball reviver crop reviver the lawnmower 3.0 there's no it's got plastic uh gears in it so it doesn't it doesn't bite you plastic Um, go to manscape.com use my code spike 911 and uh this is fantastic you'll have new year and new balls that's what i think you should do new year new balls it's a a good thought i'm i'm happy with the pair i've got Um, Anna seems happy with them as well Magnus showed up in a Lotus Evora GT, and I have one. I'm guessing that is a long-term loaner, right? Did we yeah. get these the same day? Did you get it on the rainy Tuesday? The ra- I, Yeah, I punted to the next day because yeah. I didn't want a rainy Yeah, we've car. already got like almost 400 <clears throat> miles on ours. We've driven it quite a bit. Almost 400 miles. 400, wow. Yeah, we're in. Uh, it rained on Tuesday when the car got delivered, so we ran to the hills on Wednesday because we had to get in the snow in the crest. So we were in snow within 24 hours, and then we did the New Year's Day hangover run. And 
What do you suspect the 1,000 miles is for? Why are they saying... 1,000 miles? He told me 4,000 miles. Right. Between (laughs) one and four, right. He told me you can have it... You put 4,000 miles on it, is what I was told. Right. But he said you have to. The requirement was that you have at least 1,000 miles. I never do what people tell me to do, but... uh, Right. I didn't know... I thought about giving it back early, you know, with less miles, but it's probably a bit too... Bit too soon. But do you have any idea why that? It's such an odd thing to ask. How many miles were on your car when you got it? Couple hundred. Yeah. Okay. Couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just breaking them in, right? Yeah. Maybe. But you know, this is the third one I've had actually in two years. And I will say, when I first got it, I thought it was great. I really thought it was great. This time around, I'm thinking a little bit differently about it. You got to work real. Like New Year's Day was a great experience with that car. The Hangover Run. There were at least, I don't know, 70 or 80 Porsches on a spirited drive, and it shows where that car needs needs more horsepower is what it needs. Mm-hmm. You thought so? I thought I this think was so. the best version I've driven of a Lotus car yet. Largely, that had to do with CarPlay. Okay. <laughs> that I could plug in my phone, put it in the glove box, and now I've got information for once. And yeah. Instead of a dumb radio I'm never going to use. I never touch <clears> it. The sound is better. The, the, the steering is better and more responsive. It is not without its issues. But this is the first time I've driven a Lotus product where I went, you know what, now it's getting to be something that I might buy, that I'd be interested in buying. I've honestly gone backwards, and I own a Lotus Esprit. I've owned Lotuses. I currently have a 79 So tell me why. Why has it gone backwards, in your opinion? Well, when I first got it two years ago, and we drove back from Monterey in it, we drove up, Hannah and I drove up to Monterey in a Lamborghini, whatever, Aventador, whatever it was. We couldn't get our luggage in it. Lamborghini had to take our luggage. On the way back, we got came back in the Lotus Evora 2 Plus 2, got our two 22-inch carry-ons in it, and had a fun drive back almost as quick as we went up. And I had that car, probably did a 1,000 miles, and I thought it was great. I thought very few cars were faster in real-world situations comparing it to, like, even a McLaren 570 and the Crest. I didn't think those cars were that much quicker. The Lotus was super usable. Uh, But third time around, having done this run and put well over 300 miles on it in a few days, I'm seeing some weak spots in it, and I hate to say it, but... The whole ignition thing's super annoying, but separate of that. So talk everybody through that. Most people aren't going to know what you're talking about. It's the, mo- the Lotus key is the most annoying thing about the car, right? It's a skeleton key. Yeah, I mean, it makes no <laughs> sense to the point where, you know, I even had a little post on Instagram about my pet peeve. I had to get out the handbook to read about the key, and within five minutes, I've got the Lotus guy in England, and it's <clears> midnight there, Rob Barrett emailing oh, me yeah, basically yeah. saying hey this is how you operate the key i'm sorry you weren't told about the key because when Corey dropped it off i'm like does he still have the same annoying key issue and he says yes so he drops it off in the rain i got to open it it won't open i have to put the key in it i put the key in it old school to turn it because the button wasn't working i get in there put the key in the ignition turn it hit the second button car press the start button won't start then i do it one more time then the alarm goes off so then I call Corey up on the phone. The alarm's going off. It's a torrential downpour. He says to me, you have to get out of the car, lock it, and then unlock it. Right. I go, dude, that's so annoying. Plus, it's torrential downpour. So I get out the car, lock it, unlock it, get back in. Still doesn't start. It's something about the Lotus uh, logo you press, right, to, to, to lock it. Yes. And then the button below, you press it once to unlock it, twice to unlock both doors. And he's telling me, you've got to put the key in, turn it, press the button on the ignition key, and then press the start button. Just way too complicated. Yes. It's like Just today. Get that mic aimed right at It's like way this. too it's complicated. So today we come in, you know, I go to the warehouse, I pull in to get you two guys Hot Wheels. 
I leave the key in the car, go in the warehouse. I'm not even in there 60 seconds, come back out again, press the start button, won't start again. So the key is the most annoying thing. Apparently the key is from a Ford Mondeo or something. According <laughs> to the guys in England, it's just, it's antiquated. The key sucks. That's not the good part. It's too, it's too many keys altogether. <clears throat> and that happened issue. to you too, right? No. I, I, I mean, I'm... Same but different. I lock here. It, it, it can also work if you leave the car, you lock the car, you come back, you unlock it. You don't have to press any buttons. You turn the key and then you press the button. It all works. See, my problem but is it is one. T- it's one too many things. Either you have a key that you turn and it starts the car or you have an electronic key where you just sit in and you press the button. You don't want to have to do all of those things. Right. The immobilizer. Bit and the immobilizer is something, you know, uh, when did we last deal with that? It's really 993. 99398. Yeah. Right? And it's annoying on the 993. Yes. But right. here's my issue. I never lock a car. And I'm a big fan of leaving the key in it because that way right. I know where the key is. Oh, you can't so that's do part that. of my problem. You yes. cannot do that with the Lotus. <laughs> Not that one. Because you know, if you leave it in the ignition, you which break you it did, out. Which you did, right? Which I did. I bricked it out on the first day. Oh, and that, didn't you do the same thing? No, it just uh, wouldn't start. Then the alarm was going off. It's ringing. I just left the key in there and walked and out of my train. garage without thinking. And yeah. I came out the next day. There was no battery. But oh. I had fun. Charlie. Yeah. I, I honestly had a good time. That didn't happen to, to me. Do. But back to where it lacks. It, it's great at cornering. It's super nimble. It turns in great. It shifts awesome. But it lacks real grunt. Like in real world situations, Cayman GT4s walk away from it in a straight line. There's a lot of... It just needs more horsepower. So we're in sport mode. I'm trying to get in... This my other pet peeve with it we're driving i'm like hit the rev limiter a couple of times in second and third gear uh so you know we are going pretty fast in sport mode i want to get into race mode so i just press race button doesn't go into race mode you gotta hold it you gotta hold it for a second this is counterintuitive well that's taking off traction control that i actually understand a little bit but you should be able to just press it not press it for a second you know what button i didn't understand is when you have it in sport mode you turn off the exhaust <laughs> so oh. like what is that for how yeah. do you use that the exhaust button i never touch that doesn't make it any faster. but you know what i mean you yeah to, yeah there's I, I had know. to get out the manual twice with this car, and I'm not the type of guy that gets out the manual. Well, I'm having, I mean, uh, I'm having a very different experience with mine. The first thing I did when Corey called was I said, I need to have a, my choice of colors. Oh, okay. Don't send me something <laughs> I'm not going to like to look at. Because you got a I'm manual, be, though, right? What's that? You got a manual, right? <clears throat> I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I said I will be, what I didn't say to him is I'll be predisposed to not liking this car if you send me a bright yellow oh, or a white a, a thing, white and one. then I'm not going to put 1,000 miles on it. So they sent me... Uh, Epson green, it's, it's called. A but it's a dark green good metallic color. with a black interior. So already I'm loving it. The kids freaked out over it. They like it. And so far, driving it, and I've only been on, you know, just dailing it, people around my around Brentwood or out in Malibu have really been digging it. You know, the color and how it looks. They think it's a Ferrari every time I'm in it's it. It's the color. Visually. <clears throat> but they think visually it's a Ferrari. Visually nice Ferrari. the car's impressive. It, it looks good. Right. And and But I have to say, I've also been enjoying driving it. And it it reminded me of a 74, and, and I don't mean literally, a 74 RSR, this, that no IROC car that no Jerry way. had. No 74 <clears> RSR is The steering screamer. is so precise, and the Mate. feedback from the road is precise. That's the car that popped into my head. That's the car it reminded hmm. me of. Now, power-wise, no, and it doesn't handle like a Porsche, but for a fun little spin-around-town sports car fantastic i have a little issue i can't see behind me yeah <laughs> just that little issue <laughs> but i'm back. used to that i mean when you're driving the senna you can't see behind there are lots of cars I don't, I don't mind that so much but in this car 
the mirrors don't cover you. Right. So you are even but you, where I parked here when Backing I had to up. back up, I had to have Zuckerman yeah. help me so I didn't crash. That rear three quarter visibility is not good. It's Those rough, louvered right? slats don't help it with the carbon yeah, package. Yeah, there's no storage in it, which is another issue. But it, but it, I but, think the storage is pretty good. But to me, it where does not, where is it? Where, the two I can't seats put, behind that's where we got those two twenty two inch carry-ons. You can get two twenty two inch carry-ons there. Right. It doesn't feel like four hundred and sixteen horsepower to me. And I the feel brakes. It. I've already told them about the brakes. What happened about, with the brakes? Mine are super soft and spongy. Oh, so point where when you heel and toe and you're hard on the brakes late braking the brake pedal goes down beyond the accelerator pedal so they're not it's soft there's no initial bite there's too much travel where you're maxed out on the brake and you got to back off to heel and toe wow so you've driven this car harder than i have because i've just been dilly-dallying around town in it and enjoying myself yeah you got it how old is this is this particular car 87 years Eighty-six, exactly. Lotus has been around since 1948, so by my math, it's uh, you know whatever right, that but, is. But this particular version of the car is several years old. Yes. Yeah, so and it's it, little- it fell to me really sharp in 2018. Today in 2021, on that run two days ago, it didn't feel super super sharp. It's a plus. I think it's, it's so six- much better. I think it's mm. the best one that I've been. You in. just got a fresh one. Well, yeah. be, my last complaint was this is a great little GT3-like manual gearbox sports car, but they should just finish it with some sort of infotainment system oh, to make it usable. When I drove it a while back, I thought it was the ultimate track car. Yeah, yeah. I liked right. it. I said, okay, this is something that I would actually want to go to the track yeah, and, and, I'll tell you, and use it like that. And I'll tell you something else. Like, you know, I always say this is my dumb speed bump test, but I hit... 20 speed bumps to and from my house, getting up to my house. This is so short. The wheelbase is so short. You can fly over the speed bumps at like 50 miles an hour. Oh, and my wife's 530 eye performance. We have to go four miles an hour because it will just... This thing like zings. It does have good ground clearance. You don't have to to worry about... Like one of the coolest little go-karty... Sports cars I've ever driven. Would you spend a hundred and what is it, hundred ten, hundred twenty? I would if I wanted a small, a really tiny kind of exotic car experience. And where I think it's got the Cayman beat is in the styling. It's a beautiful exotic look of a car that where the Cayman is is fairly common. This thing makes a great noise now. It makes a good noise. It jams. It gives you a sports car experience. You're right that it's not the fastest, but it certainly is a lot of fun. And I'm actually engaged in enjoying it. I thought. By the end of the week, I would be bored with it, uh-huh. but now I'm psyched to drive it for you wanna, another three okay, weeks. Okay, would I like it? You're driving it next. Uh, okay. But but you're going to have a problem because of your size, all right? That, uh, He's not that tall. No, but Zuckerman, right. he likes the he likes the comfort cars lately more than the, the exotics. Because I have know? OLD. I will say. But you're lo- also, you're driving in the city, right? So yep. here's where it doesn't work. You know, the, this uh, power line went down in Malibu last Sunday and or yesterday. And we're driving back all the way to Topanga. We have to turn around now, go to the 101 and the 405, right? But in that traffic jam, that stop and go, it's not pleasant. And then on the way here today, there was another accident right on the uh, 10. That stop and go, you kind of go, ugh. You know that traffic jam that only California can offer? Mm. Weirdly, I've been in two of them in this quiet week. You got lucky there. It's, but it's... I That's think the car is suffer. usable. I think it's easy to drive. I think you can put miles on it and not get out buzzed, unlike McLarens and Lamborghinis right, where you're right. feeling a little beat up. Right. The seats are supportive and they are comfortable. The seats are really nice. There's yeah. enough headroom in it. 
<clears throat> so but those are all positive. How much uh, countryman bias do you have for this? How thing? much what? Countryman bias. Quite a lot. I mean, you know, I've owned. I had a Lotus Europa. I own a Lotus Esprit. I was really look, looking forward to getting this car. I do enjoy driving this car, but I think I think I've reached the limit. Like hitting the rev limit in a couple of gears. Yeah, you've yeah, reached the limit true. of where it is. And yes, it's agile and turns in and all that <clears> stuff. <throat> mm-hmm. But it could be better if it just had a bit more power. And uh, it's 416 horsepower. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. I will say. And what's it weigh? Three thousand pounds. Yeah, three one seven five, three point five. But it is practical, and in a sea of Caymans, it does stand out. Like people don't really know what it is. It looks super exotic. Right, that's what I mean. And if we had one that was all black, like if Darth Vader drove an Aurora. That would be awesome. Maybe white's not the color for me, but see, yeah, the color is affecting. When I'm trying to get to four thousand miles, I'm going. When do they freshen that thing? Is that on the is that on the books to freshen that car? I think it should be. I mean, what do you think to the carbon package? They keep talking about that. Those slatted louvers to me need to go, so you have more rear visibility. <laughs> Stupid. <coughs> I notice it collects dust in weird holes in it. Have you noticed that in well, rocks? Look how dirty Az is. Az is pretty dirty. <laughs> but there are rocks. Somehow there are rocks up high in some of the fender slats and in the back, which I just wonder. I was wondering, like, how are the rocks getting up there? Usually they're coming in from yeah. the bottom and getting in weird places. They're up high in this car. But I don't, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the smallness of it. It is nimble. It is small. It's practical. What, is the, what other small sports cars are there like that? There's that little the Alpha teeny. that's going nowhere. What's that? The little Alpha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is way better than that car. Way better. And I, because I think there are folks out there that want something that not everyone has. How many of these do they make a year? Do you know? Do you have any idea? I actually have no idea on that. I just want them to bring the Esprit. What I really wanted was an Exige. I always wanted an Exige. Right. I always wanted that. And I want them to bring the Esprit back. And go. I like Lotus. I really do like them. I have a little note here that says F-Type Jag. Are you guys driven that? The you new, have. new, new? Yeah, new, new, new. No, I have not. Have mm. you? Yes, we have. Go ahead. I don't really have any thoughts on it. On the <laughs> and I like Jags because, Why are you, know, you bringing it up then? Well, you're talking about small cars that are like it. Oh, I see. I see. But an F-Type's a lot big. A lot That's more a car different animal a, though, right? Yeah. That's more of a GT a than a sports car, I would say. Is it like a sports car or is it a GT Tour? Uh, well, I would, at that size, I'd, I'd have sports trouble car? saying it's a GT. Yeah. GT, always, in my mind, is a little bit bigger, a little heavier. It slides around. Have you slid the car? Yeah, I mean, a couple yeah. of times with the cold tires, I've been dancing around the road. Yeah, dancing on fun. the road, dancing yeah, on the pedals. Doing yeah. one of those as I'm pulling away, kind of pleasantly surprised by that. I think go drive it harder in the canyons and then, and then yeah, see how maybe. it is. Then. Yeah, well, I have to. Let's talk about TLG, but let's have a conversation about TLG. Oh, do you know TLG? <laughs> do you, Magnus? Yeah, I've known, TLG uh, Auto? I've known Marco since he was a 914.6 kid, probably almost 20 years ago. Well, then like you would 2002. know. They're a family-owned Porsche specialty shop located in North Hollywood area of San Fernando. Do you this get your cars true. fixed down there? Have you ever uh, had Marco I, I have. You know, I've known him all the way back when Tony was around. I used to love going over there and listen to uh, Tony and Marco get into spirited Tony conversations. Tony was his dad, right? Yeah, Tony was his dad who formed TLG back in the 70s. Wow. I met Marco through the uh, early S registry in Pelican Parts form, I think in 2002. Wow. So I've known him a long, long time. When I he like was a him. young, hairy Marco. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a young a young Marco. He was in his early 20s back then. He was driving the 914.6. Well, they do it all there. They do service. They do repair. They do upgrade. They can restore your Porsche. Brake jobs, oil changes. They worked on Zuckerman's Monte Carlo car. They sourced seats. They threw away seats and put in better seats. They made fun of seats. 
He's got 815 right now. He's got the Tangerine RS. Ooh. He does. Ooh. Yes. Why? What's going on there? I got it. I all of a sudden had a sick door. The door did not want right. to really open up. And Uh-oh. then mm-hmm. and then Watch. the annoying door pocket on the driver's side, which I bet back in your day, yes. you fixed that thing. Um, the little metal strip. That little metal yes, trim at the top right. has come loose. I don't want to say that my friend Adrian somehow grabbed it to close the door. That's pretty common. Yeah. Do I don't want to say he did it, but it certainly <laughs> it happened when he got in the car. Why did Porsche not put the door handle, uh, grab handle on the driver's side door? I, I don't Isn't get that. Isn't that weird? I don't, I don't understand they why they never the passenger. Did that. Yeah. Why is it not on the driver's side? Save, Which door save, gets used more often? Exactly. How much weight is it saving on the lightweight? It's a bizarre thing. So he's doing that. And there's also, there is a rattle behind the ashtray. Uh-oh. There's a little rattle behind the ashtray. And I said, go through the car That's and try good. to get a couple of the rattles out. Yeah. It's a slippery yeah. slope. Well, and yeah, there you but go. yes, <laughs> indeed. And once, of course, once you start thinking about it. That's it. If you that, want Marco working on your cars, you can go to www.tlgauto.com, www.tlgauto.com. That's a lot of letters. Just TLG it is. Auto. That's the way he spelled it out there. Look, TLGauto.com, I'm going to say it right there. For Tony L. Garassi. The Garassi. Yeah, that was the dad's That's name. it. Tony. TLG, that was dad's initials. Wow. Let's drive these pigs. That's what Tony saying. Yes. Let's talk about you. What are you doing these days? I see well, you. I see you often uh, on Instagram now, everywhere, yeah, doing Instagram. live uh, spots. What's that all about? Occupying time while my beard grows, essentially, <laughs> is what Instagram Live is all about. You chased down Michael Strahan. And no, had I didn't him chase on? him down. It was pretty easy. I, I texted him. He texted me back. He accidentally butt-dialed me from the golf course in Bermuda or somewhere, <laughs> and then he appeared on the show. I mean, everyone said he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's a busy no, man. No, he's a car guy. He'll and then do he it. did it, and it was... Remotely. Um, yeah, we, <clears> yeah, yeah. He was in his um, garage in Jersey. I, I met him in New York at a center launch, actually, at, um, over at Bloomberg, and we struck up a conversation. He came up to me, and we kind of kept in touch. And the great thing about him is he'd get, get back to you within like 10, he's 15 good. minutes. He definitely he's really is good. good. He's super-duper knowledgeable nice. with, a, with a very diverse car collection. Yes. So, yeah, I did an IG Live with him. I did one with a chef, some so artists. So what are you doing? Are you doing one a week? Is that the idea? Or you no, just- there's no plan. I mean, it started with my buddy Phil, Mr. Enthusiast. You probably know him on the Instagram the British artist guy in New York with the Group B rally cars. I made the uh, Big Apple Outlaw video in his Lancia Delta Grali Evo 2. And he was always saying, we should do a podcast. I go, I've done a lot of podcasts. How are we going to do it? I'm never in one place long enough. And then COVID hit. And then he said, why don't we just do an Instagram Live? And he was the first guy I did it with. Right, right. We had a lot of fun. People seemed engaged because it's just conversation like this. Mm-hmm. And then I did one with Ian Callum. He was like the first car designer I did back in April. And Ian Callum, great guy. I've known him a few years. And the interesting thing after I did Ian Callum was I got an email from Porsche. Why do we not do uh, Instagram Live? So they'd obviously <laughs> seen, you know, and couldn't understand why I hadn't gone to Porsche first and I'd gone to uh, Ian Callum. And then I ended up doing a bunch with, uh, I did one with Lamborghini and I did one with Gordon Murray the day after he launched the T50 and... The funny thing what happened is people started coming to me after I'd done the first few and said, hey, do you want to do an IG live with so-and-so? And I did one with a Michelin five-star chef, Andrew Carmelini in New York, and mm-hmm. Alice Cooper's guitar playing, Kenny Schechter. And for me, it wasn't just about cars. It was art, inspiration, life, people's stories, and a way for me to occupy my time and uh, just have conversations with interesting people. 
So that's kind of the IG live story. <clears throat> what are you? Uh, what's going on car wise with you? Well, you know, I'm always getting out and driving. I just uh, I drove a Zucks E39. What is it? The 03 M5 there, that's right. the wow. Mexico car. Uh, I'm excited. I'm doing this show with Haggerty called The Next Big Thing, and essentially it's me sort of picking cars that I'm interested in that may be under the radar, the unloved ugly ducklings, or just maybe cars that are not quite trendy yet. Uh, and so it's everything from Saab 900s to M5 BMWs to Jeep Grand Wagoneers. We shot six episodes featuring uh, seven or eight cars, and uh, it comes out next week, so excited about Where that. Where are we going to see that? It's on the Haggerty YouTube channel. It's called The Next Big Thing, and uh, you can check it out next Friday on January 8th, called The Next Big Thing on the Haggerty YouTube channel. I think I'm the first one, right? You are the first one. You were the first guy that was shot. We shot uh, Zuck's M5 and Ryan's M5 (laughs) in the crest. So you are the crash test dummy. You are the guinea pig. You look great, by the way. Thank you, you were the first one. Uh, Will comments be turned off when Zuckerman's on? No, he's comments a polarizing are, character. Comments are always, <laughs> always on, always on. The second one we shot was pretty interesting. Now, I've been chasing a Ferrari three hundred eight GT four Dino. Oh, love those. Yeah, I like them too. So we shot one of those in a Lamborghini Espada. Oh wow! And then we Fun shot cars. Yeah, and then we shot a Jag XJS, which is on my list. A Jeep Grand Wagoneer, uh, Mercedes wagon where I'm fishing in the LA River. We shot some Toyota Cressida wagons in Little Tokyo at nighttime. So it's kind of a diverse mix of cars in interesting you locations. Know, you could really have fun with that. It could be like a, going back to the roots of Bring a Trailer. You find oddball, weird, off-the-radar yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. you, you find somebody who's got that one thing in L.A. that nobody else right. has. That could be a lot of fun. I, I applaud that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've acquired quite a few cars in 2020, things I wasn't looking for. 1975 AMC Javelin. Uh, <laughs> you know, wasn't looking for it, but I had the perfect patina. Uh, we traded Hannah's 88 SL Mercedes into a 75 Rolls Royce which, because it had rattles, so be careful with that RS. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. You know, the Mercedes had a lot of rattles. So I'm on E-Type Jag Quest. I'm building a hot rod E-Type Jag. I ended up acquiring two E-type Jags. What's going on with the 901? That 901 you had back in the day is that still? In I there? no longer own that car. I let it go. That sort of dream of of owning a 901. I ticked that box. I never restored it, and I started traveling essentially. So that was the holy grail of me. The 64 911. As you know, only 232 cars were yeah, made. Yeah. I had a numbers matching slate gray one. I acquired it under the radar, and it was just it was going to be a dream come true of mine. I once had five of the first 1,000 911s. But then I started traveling and met Hannah and sort of moved to New York and traveled the world. And little by little, the sort of priority of restoring that car or, or the desire to restore that car just sort of drifted away. Right. And I let it go at a time uh, which was good for me. And uh, that was it. You know, I realized I would spend a lot of time and energy restoring that car and not drive it any more than my 65 911. Right. And it was almost like I'd, I'd lost the desire to restore a 64 It was the finding it. Yeah, yeah. often it's the, I mean, some, <laughs> sometimes it's the chase. The chase. And as great time. as that car is, to me, when I finally got it, I wasn't necessarily in love with it the way I yeah, thought I was, right. was going. And I've restored a lot of early short wheelbase cars. And I kept car number 310, my 65 car. But you're right. Sometimes the chase is better than the catch. And then the release. And then you release it yeah. back into the stream. Right. That happened to me at one time with turbos. I had seven 930 turbos, 75 through 77. I dropped down a five. And the last one I sold, I sold to this guy in Australia. 
And he said, why are you selling it? I said, well, it's, it's not really my favorite. Plus, long story short, with the money you're going to pay me to buy this car, I'm going to buy a few cars that I really, really want. I ended up buying four. One was a um, 996 GT3. I bought a 924 Carrera GT, and I bought two other cars with the uh, proceeds of one car that I never drove. And really expanded the palette. Yeah, and then I kept the other five just this morning. We are up at literally... 5.30 a.m., we were shooting in Elysian Park at 6 a.m. with three of my other turbos. So, you know, you know how these cars are? No two ever drive the same. So mm-hmm. I'm all about variety. And, like, I didn't need seven 930 turbos. And, you know, I, I kept the ones that I really connected with that I really enjoyed driving. Spike and I have talked about this, that you get, you get one thing. You get a 930 or you get a certain early 911. And you love it so much, you make the mistake of getting a second yeah, one. Yeah, of course. It, and it does but not, you'll split your joy. Once yes, never you enough. don't double your <laughs> you joy. You don't double your joy, you, you split your joy. And that's a mistake I constantly yes. make. The splitting of the joy. And st- a joy split. A joy split. So you had that, it with GT2 RSs. Yes, it was a joy splitting experience, oh. and it was the same thing with with 73 RSs. I had two. It always works. How right. much do you like your 73 RS? Love. You That's love the it. greatest car oh, in the it's world. It's a magic car. Come on. Yeah. Spike. So what is your, what is one car? If you were to pick one nine eleven that, that you love, like that really, and you you know, a week from now you can change your mind. You mean to go get now? Yeah, or one no, hour just later? one car that you love more than anything. Two seven seven. The one right there on the Hot Wheels. It's the one I've owned the longest. That's it would the be one. that car. Yeah, I mean, others come and go. You know, like my seventy five Turbo, the ice cream metallic one. Really love that. The right-hand drive copper brown metallic one, I drove it today. Don't really love Sometimes it. Sometimes love fades. Yeah. And I'll tell you, driving those three-liter turbos today and then hopping in the Lotus to drive right, here. Right, right. The Lotus just seemed like, wow, this thing's really easy to drive. The early three-liter turbos, oh, you yeah. got to manhandle them. you got to put a boatload of effort in. The steering's heavy. They don't stop good. They're not necessarily that fast. Right. So, you know, you got to be in the right space, the right mood. That's not a good commuting car. Yeah. The Lotus yeah. would be a way better commuting car than an early three liter turbo yeah the lotus is somebody's idea of a weekend fun sports car where you don't want to kill yourself i think you can daily the lotus uh, oh i could yeah yeah i'm just once you figure out that annoying key you'll be fine i don't mind it i actually i like little like starting procedures yeah, but you you like, like that. that you would like fussy things and if you like fixing something that breaks in me if, if my key went dead i throw that thing in the fucking right down the right down <laughs> yeah, the, the storm drain i mean go down the storm drain i'd say come pick this shit up and get it away from me the type jug you put the key in you turn it you press the start button that's it you don't have to put the ignition key and turn it press another button then press the start yes button. it's definitely not many. a good idea and you're they right. need to get rid of that. Yes. Simplify. I mean, it, Less yeah, is I more. would get rid of the push button. I would just put the key in and turn it on and have an analog thing happen. I don't right? mind the push lock button. It, it's a step it. in between. Well, okay, the old E-Type was so charming. When you did turn the key just to the, the to that first yeah. spot and you press the button, right. that was wonderfully English and charming right. experience. Except if if somebody else got it and then tried to turn it to turn the car on, and then they turn the whole cylinder in the dashboard. Yeah, that's not good. That's that's a terrible experience. I love the E-Types, and I've broke down. We've broken down numerous times in the E-Types in the past couple of months. I waited uh, the day before Thanksgiving, Friday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was 95 degrees. I'd just done 100 miles in the E-Type, no problem. I'm on the 10 right over there, bumper-to-bumper traffic. Car dies. I have to push it off the freeway, and then I waited two hours for a AAA to pick me up. So, But I still love them. What happened? Did something happen to the rear window on that E-Type? 
Oh, well, at one time, the trim had come off. I had the latch open. I dropped the latch, and the glass fell right through. <laughs> so that happened to it. But that was old rubber that had shrunk up, and yeah. then it didn't have the uh, aluminum trim around to keep it in place. I fixed that problem. <laughs> but how can you enjoy these cars? You're such a 911 aficionado, right? Variety. Like Counterpoint. Counterpoint. I like variety, variety more and more, too. I do. This guy doesn't eat at Chaconis every day, right? But he likes it, but he doesn't eat there every day. You need a counterpoint. You need something different so you can get back reference to your core point. pleasure. Right. Yeah. You need a reference point yeah. to go back and go, you know what? It's true. You know, well, why Brent, are you driving Land Rovers? Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that much overlanding. I'm not doing that much overlanding or off-roading. Overlanding. Here's one point I do want to make. Last year, I bought a GT2, 996 GT2. You know, 2002, 18 years ago, that's the holy grail car, yeah, right? right? Widowmaker, Widowmaker, dangerous. Widowmaker. Yes. Last year, I drove a lot of new 992 Porsches. I basically drove everything they had. And the base model Carrera 2, right? One step above base, 2S, yep. turbo, non-turbo. Basically, has the same spec. You can get it manual. You can get it two-wheel drive. And it's got the same horsepower as the 996 GT2. Right. You go, wow, look how far they've progressed, right? You that know, was king of the hill 18 years and ago. What's funny, Magnus, is that you, I heard all the stories about how that car was a Widowmaker. When I got one, I didn't find it that hard to drive. Right. Maybe it's having had a 930, knowing about you know, how turbo, how the boost comes on and some of those cars. It's the tiny I, wheels. I had it on the track, and you I, had, had, I a, had trouble with it. On the, uh, which up. one? The 996 GT2. The same one we're talking about, separated by 17 or 18 years. Yeah, yeah. It did things I didn't want it to do when I got on it too hard. (laughs) It it was because of the teeny tiny wheels. They're just not enough. They're not big enough. 18 inch? Not big enough. Yeah, they're not. You need those steamroller 2021 inch on the new turbo. Let's talk about 992s because I don't know about you, but I'm more excited about this line of new 911s than any other 911 I've seen in quite some time. Do you feel that way? No. Why? Well, I've driven them all. I mean, the Turbo S is the king of the hill, whatever it is, 641 right. horsepower, makes the GT2, we're talking about, 996, yeah. seem slow because mm-hmm. he's got 200 more horsepower, but more importantly, it's four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It puts that power down. You're not spinning the wheels. There's no loss of traction. It pulls and pushes you wherever you're going. It's got the rear steering. It's easy to drive. It's comfortable. You can get in and go anywhere. Maybe that is the only car you need. Maybe. But to me, it's not, and I get it, you can drive to Vegas and back in it. But to answer your question, I'm not super duper excited about it. I've never owned a new 911, physically never owned a new one. Because right. I go, how much is that car? Buck 50? New 992? Yeah. Turbo S? Yeah. The, no. way, the way I acquire cars, I could get five or six cars for that. But I just mean now, in theory, like, you know, we've seen a lot of these runs of 911s. You're an older gentleman. You've seen them coming out since the 993, the 964s. 964s weren't well-received cars. I'm looking at them now, And it took quite some time. The 993, I remember people being pretty excited about them. I was excited when I got one, and then my excitement has since faded for those cars. For the 993? They're too bubbly. Yeah, they feel feel awkward It's kind of like a 911. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just the way tastes change. But this 992, you know, we've had a couple of them already. I just enjoy the car a lot, and it might be that I'm just older, and I've got kids that it throw in it. It is an older it, but, man's 911. But it is fast. It handles yeah, yeah. well, and I find that, you know, I hate to keep saying this, and I get made fun of, but it talks to my phone the second I get in. It, ergonomically, I still haven't figured everything, any of that out. Everything's where I need it to be. How does great at that? 
But it just it's doing every it's making my life better easier. and easier. Right. And when I want to be driving in the canyon, I can have fun in it. It's making a great sound. Here's I'm, my, I'm just super excited about the GT3. I can't wait to drive that I car. I can't wait for that. But my, my beef with the car, if I have one, I think it's really well executed. It's, I, I definitely, going back, I was really enthusiastic when the 997s came out. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a return to form. I thought the GT3s were terrific. I was a little less enthusiastic about the 991s when they came out. I'm more enthusiastic about this car than a 991. What I don't like is the size, and I don't like the blind spots at the C pillars. It's so antithetical to the whole concept of yes. what a Porsche is supposed to be. You're not supposed to have a blind spot. Don't drive a Chiron Sport then, Zuckerman. <laughs> it I, takes up the lane and then part of the other lane. <laughs> That's what that does. Like an H1. Yes. There's no you are question. just jammed All in a tube. All these new Porsches, though, do everything really well. Whether it's a Macan, a Cayenne, a Panamera. You know, there's a Panamera on the New Year's Day run that was really fast. The Taycan's really it's fast. It's beautiful. I love you what know, they, they do with the Panamera, too. You know, they all everything. Right. But uh, I don't know if I'm buying one. I think the only thing I didn't like is the way it looked from the back. And after I drove it, it kind of went away. No, you don't see it when you drive it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> do, it's do I like the experience. And then I tend to forgive yeah, yeah. The, the issues I have with mm. the way it looks. Yeah. Right. Or anything else that's going on. I mean, they do everything you want them to do. You just right. kind of less engaged. And I find yeah. I'm in that, you know, that pattern of uh, it's exciting until the turbo comes out. I had a Porsche drive car for three months. and Isn't every 911 a turbo now, though? Yes. Yeah, they are, but not like the turbo. The turbo, turbo. non-turbo. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just have to get past that the turbo. nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. you got to stay boosted. It gets murky. It's muddy. It's, it's not, muddy. It's not great. I was behind the turbo uh, Taycan on the way here. And <laughs> what is that blue they make, that lovely light blue that's like mice and blue? It's like the color of your pools. What exactly is the turbo in the turbo Taycan? Nothing. It's just a name. Oh, it's, it's, it's like an indicative a, of, of being top shelf a marketing. top shelf marketing. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, yep. But okay. it doesn't make sense. But it's just, I don't know, I got excited. It's good to be I've excited. I've just been liking these 911s from the very moment I drove the 992 You Got Suckerman that we went in on. Well, that's a good color, the green one, Aventurine Green, yes. right? Yeah, but that's I just a great color. right from the start. I just and, and, and I'm excited about where these 992s are going. What about paint-to-sample 992s? Is, is that a subject you guys talk about? I don't, okay. I don't care about paint-to-sample yeah. anymore. What I'm going to say is, is that I don't think that there truly is paint-to-sample. Yeah. I think that they're for... An anointed few, there is a very wide palette of colors you can choose, okay. choose from. But could you say, I want the bronze of like... Copper brown metallic. Yeah, like copper brown yeah. metallic of, a, of, say, Jim Rockford's car. No. I want you to match yeah, a 73 yes. Trans Am. That's something. No, that be the next I don't thing. think you're going to get that. You're not going to get that. Let's and that's what that. real that's PTS is. I don't know. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> Would you want to do that? My problem with paint sample is... Back, like we're talking about 996 GT2s, there were a couple of them that year that were paint to sample. Yeah. There weren't 200 of them or Didn't 300. You get one? Yes, yeah. not, that Adriatic Blue. Adriatic Blue. Jerry spec yeah. that car up. But paint to sample used to be a very exclusive right. option that is now. It's to different the than the exclusive manufacturer. Everyone can have shrimp now. Right? You know yeah, what you right. can't get, though? You cannot get a tartan interior still. A what? You can't get a tartan interior, what you'd call plaid. Oh, tartan. Right. tartan. Right, right. Yeah, you can't get that. You can still get pepita, you can't get the inserts? No. 
Somehow it doesn't come up to whatever the code is. I just don't think paint to sample is special anymore. No, as the world fills up with paint to sample, it's like just especially when you go to cars and coffee and there's 18 GT3s. Yeah, right, right. I like that people are willing to put color out there now. There seems to be a period of time. Up until say, five good. years ago, that it was all black and gray, silver, and now there's a, there's a palette out there. That's good, and I and I like to see them. I don't necessarily want to be in them, right? But I like to you see like them. to see them. Yeah. That Are is you true. guys excited about the 25th anniversary of the Boxster? No. See, that is this year. It's the 25th anniversary of the Boxster. I'm not throwing any party. <laughs> Should we it, get some sort of... Uh, among my words, it's the 25th anniversary of the Boxster. It's the next big thing. I do like the big... I, re, I think about my first Boxster fondly when it you first came out. Because okay. it was the first new car I ever bought, and I liked it, and it was fun, and I had a memorable drive with Seinfeld. And I think about maybe I shouldn't have let that car go. But uh, they're so primitive when you look back yeah. at them than when they first came out. And I love the Boxster. I think it's like an amazing car. A lot of Boxster the rest might be fun to have just to, just to throw around. Right, right. Yeah. I think could you, you modify it like a Miata and turn it into a little racer? Of course racer you could. And, of course. Of course. Absolutely, 100%. There was a rumor, what, that Jerry had one in every color? Boxster? Yeah, that? he did not. No. <laughs> of course hold on, he hold had on. silver with red. That's <laughs> all Didn't he, he have the first U.S. Boxster? Yes, but that's a dubious claim because then I had. How do I know mine wasn't? They were delivered on the same day. Yeah, so he's got the first, yeah. and I also had the first. I, I think Porsche Here's required I, that car back. Actually, they did, yeah. and maybe it was. Yeah. But I know these were the first delivered in California. Ah. That's, that was the only boast. Okay, the we had. people yeah. must have been blown away seeing those cars. Those cars did make. They, they looked awfully they didn't strange know. at the time. I yeah. told you that this woman came out of a Seven Eleven or a gas station and said, "I don't know if that's the front or the back." <laughs> and really, that's what we were thinking, too. Now you look at that car and you go, well, obviously, that's the front It's not, a, that's it's the not back. a Corvair, right? But right. There, there wasn't any little car like that on the road other than no. like a Miata, right? That was it. So it was uh, it was pretty sweet. And they felt so fast at the time. And now they're just not. And I, I actually remember people getting out of their 993s and into Boxsters. No. Really? Yeah. Green, Jeff Greenberg. Our friend yeah, Greenberg yeah. did that. Went from there a was, 993 to a Boxster. Yes, People yes, sir. People still have a chip on their shoulder about that car. They think yeah. it's a lesser Porsche. It's a feminine It's certainly car. not a lesser Porsche. I mean, to me, uh, people ask me all the time, what's the best first-time Porsche? And I go, well, it depends on money, right? But if you got five to ten grand Boxster all day but long. But if you connect it to a Speedster, like a late 50s Speedster, this is the modern Speedster. Yeah. That's what it really is. It's fast. It handles like it's on rails. And you it's mid-engine, so perfect weight balance. You jam it around Mulholland. You have a good time. And I think we should get it. an early first-generation Boxster Go spend S. 10 grand and get a Boxster. Come on. Get a perfect Boxster <laughs> S and, yeah. just, and just fuck around. Is it yeah. going to have sticky knobs? I think they're going to have sticky knobs. <laughs> I don't really like how that sounds. You're saying that the plastic back yeah. then deteriorated yes. on the rubber? Yeah, that yeah. does happen. But it would be. what would you put in that, Magnus? You're a hot rodder. What would you do to a car like that? Uh, came in GT4 motor in an early Boxster. And would that I, work? And then I put a roof on it. I'm sure my buddies at Shotworks could make that work. They can make anything. I thought work. they just did exhaust. No, 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 no. They did, uh, you know, 4.1 conversions on the on the 997 GT3 RS. Wow. Well, perhaps one of the greatest builds they did was uh, yeah. the 4 liter, the 4.1 wow. on the uh, 997 GT3 RS. Yeah, they're a lot more than exhaust. And they do gearing for the Cayman GT4, shorter gear ratios, because everyone bitches about, you know, at least the last That's generation. That's expensive, though, gears. right? Have you seen the Club Sport car? Yeah, I've seen it. It's amazing, right? It's made of hemp. The doors are made of hemp, hemp. right? 
Something you smoke. Return to nature. Would you I'm, smoke a Porsche door? I've never smoked. You know, I'm, it's, <laughs> I'm look, joking, looks are deceiving. No, I'm joking. Story. You can joke, but, the but hemp, I'm telling the truth. Do you know that the hemp is uh, one-tenth the price of carbon fiber? Wow, I did not know is that. Is it one-tenth as strong? One-tenth. One-tenth. Just as strong and lighter, they said. But imagine, I wonder, do you think Porsche will lower the price? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that all? Charge you more profit? for less. Come on. More it's for less. pretty sweet. And when you open the door, that club sport. It's it's like paper. It's like this. You don't even feel it. It's the lightest thing I've ever felt. If they, it caught on fire, what would it smell like? Cheech and Chong up in smoke. <laughs> Probably. It's a pretty neat car, but you can't you can't register those, right? Those aren't. Do those you have just to register race cars? Depends who you are. Yeah. 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 You do. It's kind of like the nine thirty five GT two RS, right? Right. Not are stable. you a dealer? No. Why not become a dealer? You got a space down there. You've got cars. Same you just class. get that we, dealer. We never plate. got around to it. We never got around to it. No sales tax. We've been saying for years we're going to do that. Have we, we have a plan. dealer plate. We have a plan. <laughs> we we even had the name of our dealership. What was it going to be called? Morris Solomon's for our grand purveyor fine automobiles. Oh, yes, nice. Morris being his grandfather, nice. Solomon my father. <laughs> nice. Yes. So what do you two have on the wish list? I know you partner up on cars. What do you guys have GT3 on the list? GT three for sure. Yeah. GT three for sure. And it, I'm excited about all the new stuff that's coming out at the top end of the 992 food chain. Okay. What do you know? Have you heard anything? I don't know anything. I was supposed to go I, on that drive. Did you do the drive at Porsche Experience Center with all the GT3s? No, but I've driven all of those yeah. cars before, so yeah. I didn't feel bad about it. Yeah, somehow I was doing an IG Live with Porsche Experience Center Atlanta, and it was the same day as the drive here, but that looked like a pretty fun drive. Um, I hear, and I don't remember who I heard it from, but a new GT2 RS. Really? That's what I heard. Early and in I don't the know cycle, how, huh? Yeah. I heard They're that that was impossible. They know how to pluck us. Here's what I honestly think Porsche needs to do, honestly. All right. They need a new Halo car. You Agreed. know, the 918 has been a long time coming. You know, that car came out, what, 2012, 2013 officially? Right. But it had been around since 2011 with right. the battery in the driver's seat. We're and then they there. released it in 2013 at the Frankfurt Auto Show. I was there. You know, it's, it's an eight to ten year cycle, right? Right. So you know, you think of hypercars, right, and all these other names. What is the Porsche needs a new Halo car? GT2, GT3 RS. Yes, they're awesome, but they need a new poster on the wall Halo 918 replacement. What would you recommend they make? Well, all those renderings that they'd done years ago, my buddy Mitya worked on them. They, they circled them out a couple of months ago. The 917. Do a street yeah, level 917, right? I like that. The 904, the 906. I'm, Everyone's doing these bespoke cars. Wow. Ferrari, Aston, whatever it is. We're only yeah. making 100 of them. Why, Porsche's I'm, great at that. Why is Porsche not doing that? You know, they just put out a specialty hoodie of the 917. A specialty hoodie? Yes. Both my hey, boys you, have you them. Like hoodies? There's one in Atlanta, and there, there were a couple of them down here. A hooded sweatshirt. It's a hoodie, but it... Is but it a zipper hoodie or a pullover it's, hoodie? It's just a pullover. Okay. But... It's notable because it kind of came out of nowhere, and it was. And I took note of it. I'm like, why the 917 mm. all of a sudden? Yeah, you so, might have something. And then they released the 917 study, and, yes. and maybe it was, you know, like well, Russian propaganda. Could, okay. There's a little bit that of truth be, blended into the to the other Z. stuff. Could be <laughs> Russian propaganda. You know when Russian, <laughs> when Russian when the Russians release propaganda, they they a leak kernel of truth. They leak real uh, emails, and then they just jump in a couple of fake message mm. things. Yeah. This could be the inverse of that, the 917. 917, yes. Maybe that whole design thing was about the 917. Could be. Wow. One step back from 918, right? I believe that. That would be an amazing thing. Would you buy that car? It's all what I call OPP, other people's Porsches. <laughs> 
Fun to drive. Don't have to own them to experience right. them. What would you do if you were designing the 917? Make it a street car or make it geared for the racetrack? No, it would have to be street. Well, I think you know. I think the I think the 935 GT2 RS. We're only making 77 of them. They're not streetable. You're never going to see them on the street. I know a buddy who owns two of them here in LA in raw carbon. They've never been driven, never been tracked. Why is Porsche making these cars that are so? Out there, that no, you're never going to see them on the street. Right. Guys are speculating, flipping them. It's frustrating. Them. I feel They're the exact same driven. way when I see so it. So make something streetable. You know, why make 77 of them? You could have made a thousand of them. Right. You know, it's, that's that's my sentiment right there. I find it kind of frustrating. So make a 917 that streetable. You, yeah, that's streetable. The, you know, and don't make it limited. You know, if, if you can sell a thousand of them, sell right. a thousand of them. It would have to be a little bit of a race car. But that's easy. GT2, GT3 RS. These are streetable race cars off the showroom floor. Why don't they make 917 of them that look like that 917, 918? Brilliant. I could help them with this. I'm sure. Because I've driven cars now. The Senna. Have you driven a Senna? No, never driven a Senna. It's so track focused, you can't quite enjoy it on the street. Mm -hmm. And the Veyron, uh, the Chiron Sport. Is is almost too street without a lot without enough track. Oh. You know, it's somewhere in the middle there the is medium. the perfect happy medium. That's or the a Lotus Evora that, GT right there. Yeah, the happy medium. But don't you agree? Like a button that could just make the car a street car and then open up the race car might be more important. That that comfort mode. There's a bigger gap between comfort mode and race mode. Yeah, because ultimately the goal would be to drive to the racetrack in the right. car. Willow Springs is 95 miles I don't just away. want a nod in the modes. I want a real big, fat difference. Yeah, right? I think that's important. Streetable track car. Yeah, that would be good. 917. Well, there you you go. guys have solved it. Solved the problem. We've solved Porsche's problems It'll be once out for again. 2022. <laughs> Here on this lovely Sunday at the Zuckerman Palace. Oh, Whoa, look, the lights well, just came on. Did you turn those on automatically? My, no, I, I texted Sense. my son. Oh, he, oh there he oh, is. Yes. Oh, he's walking through. Yes. Well, Magnus, thank you uh, for coming by, man. I mean, it was just doing this. awesome you know, to share the lack of sunset with you guys. It was pretty awesome. Thank yeah. you for the yeah, hot wheels. Thanks for the invite. Uh, you want to follow uh, our friend Magnus Walker? You're most uh, present, I think, on Instagram. Yeah, just on the gram. Magnus you can find Walker. Him there. He's doing live Instagrams with a variety of uh, notable uh, car collectors and artists. Zuckerman, what are you? What are your hopes and uh, fears and thoughts for the new year? Uh, my fear. Well, my hope is I get a fucking vaccine quick. My fear <laughs> is that idiots will not take the vaccine. I'm sorry if but I. But doesn't that I'm mean more funny. vaccine for you? No, just. Hey, kid. I mean, okay. I respect you if you don't want to do it, but honestly, come on. I put so many things in my body. I I can't worry about this. Uh, Aren't I? Don't know how it works. If we, if half of us get the vaccine, aren't we okay to go about our lives? Yes. But it still is, a, you know, a it's annoying to you. Society, I'm, I want people to get vaccinated. I want to get back to work, having fun, making money. I want a new Roaring Twenties. This is going to be the Roaring Twenties. Unfortunately, I'm a little aged out of that, but I want to see it. He doesn't know I want that. to see flappers. I want to see <laughs> Bob girls. haircuts yeah. and funny dances. Uh, I Lots want to see beats. when everything's back to normal. Yes, and it's yeah. going to be a licentious time. I Yeah. I kind of like it the way it is right now. Things are kind of nice. I mean, I don't like, I don't like the dying, but I like rolling up to a restaurant and they just give, bring the food out to you. No, no one sits, sits near me anywhere I am. No one stands near me anymore. I want to forget. I don't want to be horrified when people come by talking loud. Uh, and and more, spitting in your face? And spitting in my face. And I don't want to think about aerosol droplets anymore. Yes. And, no. and all of these things. I yeah, want to yeah. move past that. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I hope that that stays the same. It's been very nice not be smelling Mr. anybody's Hyper. breath, hasn't it? That, okay, that is a nice That's thing. since March. March, I haven't smelled anybody's breath. Wow, that's okay. I like that. That's a good point. <laughs> but besides that, COVID sucks. <laughs>
Besides that. Beside that. What have the Romans done for us? Well, well, would you take us out with Jay and, and Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> he was at the Cars and Coffee today. I missed him. Hey, wait, Spike, where are you? What are you, where were you? You didn't come today? No, I don't want to die, uh, Jay. And I'm uh, working on something with Seinfeld. Who's that? Is that Leto? Tell him we're working on something. Ah, Jerry's a slave driver. He's got you working on a Sunday, huh? <laughs> Always my favorite part of the show. was actually going on that way. <laughs> I've got to get this done because Magnus is coming over. Hello, Spike. Let me tell you about Porsche. <laughs> I'm that? still working on my Magnus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. What are you doing with that Porsche? Do me then. Yeah. We do you all the time, Zuckerman. <laughs> yeah. As soon as this is over, I'm going to go down to that, that newsstand because I saw this girl down there. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap her, make her my hostage. <laughs> I'll send you the pictures. That That's sounds Zuckerman. like me. That's how Zuckerman is. Yes. Anyway, I do the impressions because I love you all. Thank you for listening, everybody. Magnus, please tell Hannah that uh, we'd love to have her back on the show someday. When she gets She's her blessing. She's a big, big I, fan I favorite. They ask about her all the That's time. That's it. Everyone loves her. The we tall, wish- talented, sexy Miss Hannah Elliott. She'll be here real soon. I want to thank you guys for having me on. Happy and New Year. No, pedal yeah, to the metal no for 2021. Cheers. And uh, yeah, all of you guys, I hope you have a better 2021. We'll see you next week. Spike's Car Radio. Bye. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.